Okay, ladies, it is summertime. The sun is shining, the beaches are calling, and the barbecues are on fire. But do you think to yourself, all of those fun activities, how can I stay consistent with my health and my workouts this summer? Most women struggle to stay consistent with their health during the summertime, and that's okay, right? The days are getting longer. We finally have had a little bit of freedom in our lives. The weather's nicer, and suddenly we have a million things to do. Enter the stress-free summer. It is here to help you. It is my 66-day challenge that will help you to stay on track this summer, no matter what life throws you. The stress-free summer will show you how to be consistent, how to harness the power of small changes so you stop asking yourself, is it working? You'll just know and you will also stop wondering, WTF, what do I eat? And finally have a healthy living process that will make getting healthy feel easy. Make this the first change of your summer. Instead of telling yourself you need to exercise more and eat less, bring your food to the neighborhood barbecue. Now's the time that we get some results by keeping it simple. So join me for the stress-free summer. It is our 60, it's my signature 66 day challenge that you won't wanna miss. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by M.L. Martell. She writes, five stars, Kim is more than just knowledgeable in just health and fitness. She is supportive, reassuring, and on the level. She gives it to you straight, just the way most people need it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that review. And you too can review Fit Girl Magic Podcasts. Just go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show and just leave me a five-star review. Um, I love them. I take them to heart. I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best stuff. So thank you so much for all of you who have left me a review so far. I can't wait to highlight you. All right, Magic Makers. So many times I hear from people in the world, clients, just things I read on social media, is that, oh, I need some accountability. And you know, I, I regularly hear that. And you know, I'm big on definitions because I was like, you know, like, accountability is just one of those words. It's to me, it's like that word, like a um, mindset, right? It's like, ah, oh, I need to work on my mindset. And I was like, that's such a big and nebulous word. What do you mean by that? And oftentimes when I ask people, I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, how, when you say accountability, what does that look like for you? And a lot of people just can't define it. They're like, ah, I don't know. You know, and so it's, you know, and I've been in that place where it's like, you know, I need help, but I don't, I can't articulate what it is that I need. So I looked it up because, you know, I'm big on definitions. And so accountability means 
being responsible for decisions you make and the actions that you take. That's that's accountability. And so when I had, and as I flipped that around, it's a, you know, if you look for someone who gives you accountability, aka coach, holla, um, that's who what you're looking for in a coach. You're looking for a coach to hold you accountable for for being responsible for the decisions that you make and the actions that you take. And so if I and if I over this course of this podcast, I'm gonna break apart what that definition really means. And so I got this quote by Catherine Felser, and I think it sums up where I'm leading with accountability. And so it says, at the end of the day, we are accountable for ourselves. Our success is a result of what we do. And so I like that because I think so many of us think that our success is outside of them. That success is like, if I plunk down a credit card, that I'm automatically going to be magically transported to the transformation that I want. I think that the coach is the Maytag repair person, that they are going to, you know, magically fix me, right? No one needs to be fixed. That's a old school philosophy. You know, it's it's like going to your doctor. Does your doctor fix you? No, you go in and you say, doctor, you know, this hurts, that hurts. And a doctor, like just like a coach, we have We've seen several of these things before. So we have a pretty good idea of what it could be. But we got we got to look at the person that's in front of us. And so I can only coach, a doctor can only doctor to the person that's in front of them. We've seen a lot more things than you probably have, but we can definitely know that like we can start you down the right path. But you know, every once in a while, someone throws us a loop. And so don't ever feel like just because you hired a coach, like oh, I can sit back. No, that's when the work really begins. That's when you, you know, say you're stepping in the ring and we are about to just get stuff done. All right. So why should you care about accountability? It encourages you to take responsibility, right? It encourages you to stop sitting in the backseat, get up into the driver's seat. And the coach is like your co-pilot and you're saying, hey, this is where we're driving our bus, right? This is where we're going. And the coach there is for you to say, okay, I'm going to help you, you know, just like GPS. You know, I don't know if you've used GPS. I use Waze a lot. And I primarily use Waze because I live in a very congested area. So I want to make sure that I am avoiding traffic as best as possible. So I love when Waze will say, you know, traffic is building ahead. Great. I I like knowing that. So now I know that like, it's, you know, what I thought was going to take me 30 minutes. Now they're saying, oh, it's about, you know, nine minutes, nine minutes in traffic. Awesome. Now I know. And so that's what a coach is. It's like, as we're driving down our path, I can tell you, you know what, we need to take a detour as a coach, or you know what, we need to move this way, or we need to move that way. And it is a, uh, a coordinated um, effort, you know, so that we are focusing in on the actions that are really going to move the dial. You know, I see so many people, you know, stuck in cardio. I must do X number of hours of cardio. What's better, kale or spinach? It's a vegetable, either. I pick, I don't care. You know, like, let's not, you know, let's not get um, dug down into the minutia. And let's really look at like the bigger picture things, the things that are really going to um move your dial. And for your control freaks, it helps. And your perfectionist, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those recovering, you know, it helps you to have someone to say, let's, 
you know, break down this goal instead of us shooting for an A plus plus with extra credit. Let's see if we can get that B minus and nail that B minus so that eventually maybe the A plus does come. And we can also just focus with you, like what it's not about, you know, so many people think like it's about all the things. And unfortunately, that's what overwhelms us because we think we have to do everything right. But I know for me as a coach, when you work with me, I'm like, give me one to three things that you know that you can, they might feel challenging, but it does feel doable for you based on what's going on in your life. You know, what is your, what does your schedule look like? What season of life are you in? And this is when you tell yourself that, you know, you know, you know what to do, but you don't, you can't seem to find your butt with both hands. So here's where a coach comes in to really help you, you know, hone in and get that done. So this is how, you know, you need a coach, right? Cause I hear all the time, ah, I can do it on my own. Well, I'm going to say something sassy. So if you could do it on your own, you'd be doing it. And I I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I know me. I have always had a coach because I know left to my own devices, I'll be like next week, next month, next year. And I will just keep keep kicking that damn can down the road, right? And it's, it's also, you know, when you're ready for coaching, it's like, you know, you know, something is off and you can't just seem to figure it out. You're ready to take responsibility. You're ready to be like, you know what? I can't keep saying it's work. I can't keep saying it's my kids. I can't keep saying it's my spouse. I can't keep saying it's whoever. It's me. I am, I am the bottleneck. I am the reason why I can't get things done. I can't get stuff done. And so as a coach, I know I need someone to give me the roadmap. I need someone to be my ways. I need to be able to point in my coordinates and say, where do I go? There's 500 routes I can take. What is the route that's going to move uh, move the fastest, not have as many detours, not have me like, you know, pulling my hair out by the roots, right? And it's also, you're ready for coaching when you're done with excuses. And when I say excuses, I don't mean in a no excuses way. It, it means when I say excuses, it means like, oh, I don't have time. Oh my God, my kids. Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. Oh my, oh my, oh my, right. It's like, you know what? I have life going on and I'm trying to figure out how I can carve out some me time that I'm not always struggling with everyone else's malarkey and I have time for me. So here are some ways that a coach can really help you in this this accountability, right? So we can, again, going back, really defining what the heck does accountability really mean? So the first thing we do as a coach is that we work to figure out a strategy. You say that you want to go to California. We're going to figure out how we're going to get to California. First step is like, California is a big damn state. Where in California? North, south, middle of the country, the desert, where do you want to go? And then from there, we're going to look at the actions that you take to see if they're in alignment with getting you to California. You know, if you are, if you're saying that you want to walk and you want to get there in a week, I'm going to say good luck to you. So we want to really start to get um, clear. And, you know, when you work with me, the first thing I ask you is, what is your goal? Because I want to know where are we driving? What, you know, if I'm going to get in the passenger seat, where the hell are we going? And from there, we can start to look at like the choices that we're going to make in order to get us to our final destination. You know, if I told, if you told me that you wanted to lose five pounds, 
but you told me you were going on vacation and you wanted to eat and drink like a Viking, then we're going to have a very different conversation. You know, so I really want you to start thinking about, you know, we're taking, you know, if your destination, your actions um, match up, we're also going to look at your time. You know, I see so many of my clients and we did a whole time audit in our Fit Girl Magic Society just to see what people said. I don't have enough time. That's the first thing people say, like, oh, I ran out of time this week. Oh, my time. You know, I have a uh, on my uh, check-in form. I have a thing that says, you know, how can we dig it down this week? And, you know, a bunch of different choices. And one of the choices is too much life going on. So then I will always ask, so is this a short-term thing? Is it a long-term thing? Like what's going on with too much life, right? Because it's really easy to get find ourselves in that overwhelmed um, position. And then I, I always ask something positive, like where are you already crushing it? Because if you're already crushing it with your workouts, we don't even need to talk about that. Or maybe, you know, I do have a, a couple of clients who are over crushing it with their workouts and really working to kind of like pull them back by the ponytail to say, you know what, for where you are in your journey, it's too much. You know, it's too much volume. It's too much intensity because, you know, if you're telling me you're not sleeping, if you're telling me that your digestion is off, if you're telling me that you are stressed in other areas of life, you adding extra workouts, you going to the gym and like crushing it and lifting a Buick and all that fun stuff, that's too much for your body. So I'm going to ask, well, you know, can we pull that back a little bit just to see if exercise is too much of a stressor on your body? And then I'm going to ask, where do you need a little bit more support? Right. But here is where, you know, as I, I started this conversation, you have to be open, right? You have to be open to have the courage to do something different. You know, because if you um, if you have someone who's like, this is how it always worked out, and it's not serving you, you have to be open to saying, well, maybe there's a different path. And I always ask people, like, let's do an experiment. Let's do a 30-day experiment. And if you do not feel different in your body in 30 days, you can always go back, right? So everything, nothing is, you know, written in stone coming down from the tablets like Moses. It's like, let's do an experiment because, you know, I was burnt out. I know what burnout looks like. I know what burnout feels like in my body. And I know what burnout did to my body. You know, so if you're a woman over 40 and you're like, I have belly fat, I feel tired all the time. I feel wired, but tired. I don't sleep. Um, I feel like my hormones are a hot mess. My thyroid is a hot mess. For many of us, and I'm saying this from experience, it did it to ourselves because we over-dieted ourselves, we over-exercised ourselves, over-stressed ourselves, over-committed to ourselves. And now we just need to chill the bleep out. And so that's hard because I know that I had to do that like six years ago. I had to just, I was forced, literally forced to sit on the bench for eight weeks. and. You think 30 days is a long time? Try eight weeks. That was just brutal. But it was what I had to do in order to get forward. And sometimes you got to take a few steps back in order to take a few steps forward. And for an ego, that's hard. For my identity, I was a workout chick. I worked out hard. That was who I was. And for me to not go to the gym for eight weeks and to just walk, 
that just blew up my identity, but it also forced me to get a little deeper. It forced me to like have the courage to get clear. Like, did I want to go hard or did I want to be healthy for the rest of my natural born life? You know, it forced me to connect with, I did this. Like this is from all of my go hard mentality. This, I like literally like drove myself into hormonal issues, adrenal issues, thyroid issues. So if I could now take the, what felt like a snail's pace, or I mean, I don't know, is a sloth slower than, slower than a snail? Cause that's what it actually felt like to connect with my body so that I could start to, you know, I know many of you, when you say, listen to your body, most people are like, I don't know what that means because you've like blunted or muted your body for so long. You don't even know that it's like, but like, I need a break. I need a break. It's it's yelling at you to you know chill out. So here's where you know, as someone who has been there, I see it. I've coached thousands of women, so I see the signs of burnout. I see the sign. I see the road. You know, I see that you're on the the, the interstate to like body dysregulation. You know, so I I try my best to see what I can do to stop you from that. But I also try to keep you focused on the task at hand, you know, so that we're not chasing all these, you know, white rabbits out there. Cause it's really easy to like, you know, go to a party and a friend saying I'm doing keto read on the internet that someone's doing whole 30 read that someone's doing hard 75. And it's really, it sounds sexy because it's going to get you there faster, but at what cost? And when I get there, can I sustain there? Because that's ultimately what I want. I want you to, you know, as we are on this journey, be able to get there, build a camp and like build a life in this, you know, what we've been able to create this, create this, this process, this journey. Um, and so as I work with you, I'm really working with you on your time management so that we aren't saying I can ha- have this list of 500 things that I'm going to do, that there is space. We have buffers in our time so that we don't look at our to-do list like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get it done. You might have days, but I'm saying people have done this for years. Like, oh my God, yeah, the day got away from me. <laughs> the day got away from me. Day- and I'm like, how many days can get away from you before you say, you know what, this has to stop? Because that was me. Right. I lived that life. And I'm trying to say, if I build more space into my day, I stop over committing. I start delegating more. I start deciding that, you know what? Um, the best advice I ever heard was um Susie Welch. Um, I don't even know if she could still be married to Jack Welch, but she was at the time Jack Welch's wife, but they're still if they're still married, Mazeltov. Um, if they're not, ah, sometimes things aren't meant to be. And she said that she wasn't, you know, a busy executive and she identified with busy. Like that was like, you know, if you ask her questions, busy, busy, busy. And she said the best thing she did to break free of this was to create a uh, stop doing list. And that was just, you know, this is probably like uh, 15 years ago, I heard her speak. And that was just magic to my ears because that's what I needed to, that's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear the stop doing. And there's probably stuff on your list that you can stop doing. And, you know, I have a client right now who is dealing with some pretty serious uh, elder care issues with her parents. And, you know, she's just like, I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cook, I'm cleaner, I'm, I'm pool girl. I'm, you know, the hostess when their friends come over, I'm the taxi driver, you know, I'm, you know, pretty much everything. 
And I said, well, I want you to sit down and write a list of the things you don't want to do anymore. And ask yourself, who, who could I help? Who, who can help me with this? Because if I, at this rate, she's just going to like, you know, bore herself into a hole in the floor, you know, running around like a chicken with her head cut off. So really when you start thinking about what are some of the things you can stop doing? What are some of the boundaries that you can start putting up? You know, maybe it's something as simple as you don't cook dinner every night and that you elicit the support of your spouse to be like, Hey, you know what? You know, I'm just here, right? I'm up, I'm up to the box and I need help and I need support. You know, can you, you know, make dinner once a week or can you, or can you, um, as a person start double cooking so that you don't feel like you're always in the kitchen so that, you know, you make dinner on Monday, but it lasts Tuesday and Wednesday so that maybe you're only cooking a handful of days a week. Um, that's one of my, um, my biggest strategies that have just got me out of the kitchen was my double cooking. So that I'm like, you know, it could be something as simple as my double cooking gets me through a couple of days of not making dinner. My double cooking is what I have for lunch the next day. So, you know, take it with what you will, because as we work on your time management, we want to make sure you're working on the things that are the dial movers and look at the places where you're getting stuck. Um, and, you know, uh, focus on like what I call your, your six big rocks, um, which is sleep, stress management, nutrition, exercise, self-care, and your mindset. Um, and then how are you measuring your progress? You know, so many times people say something's better. And I said, well, how do you know? And, you know, I know I get that like, oh, Kim, enough with the damn questions. I asked because in order for you to know something's better, you have to have taken a measurement that this is how I was and this is how it is. You know, it's like a snowstorm. How do you know how much snow you got if you didn't put a stick outside and say, this is how much snow you got? So this is measurement, you know, and measurement doesn't always have to be, um, by the scale, right? You, you step on the scale and you're like, either you did or you didn't lose weight. So, and I ask about how we're going to measure the progress so that you start to create a process so that when things get out of whack and they will, they will get out of whack because life always throws you a curveball when you think you got it going on. And so I want you to start thinking to yourself, like, this is, this is the process. So like, for example, you know, I have a client, she doesn't sleep well. And I was like, okay, we're going to like, like start mapping out the nights you don't sleep. So we can start to understand what happens when you don't sleep. You know, it's like, oh, you know what? I sleep better when I have two pillows versus one pillow. I sleep better when I have the fan on. I sleep better when the windows crack, like whatever it is. So that you start to start creating this, like, you know, this little routine. You know, I want you to think about like a McDonald's, right? You go into McDonald's, no matter what McDonald's you go to on the planet, there is a manual that tells you from the moment you turn the key in the lock to you, the, the time you close, you, you, you've turned off the lights and, and locked the door again. There is a step. This is how you open this door. This is how, what you do to the registers. This is how you turn on the fry later. This is how you turn on the grill. This is how you cash in and cash out. This is what you say. You know, there's all these like, you know, in a franchise, there's like, it is scripted to the nth degree. And that's what I'm looking for. Does it have to be that scripted? No, but there is like, if there was a, a U manual, right? You could pull the U manual and like, like sleep, chapter seven. Okay, step one, open window. Step two, 
spray lavender. Step three, um, have water by the bed. Step four, turn on sound machine. Great. That's my sleep routine. It doesn't have to be as intricate, right? Like, it doesn't have to be like, and turn the volume to seven and, you know, make sure it's positioned this, just like this on my nightstand. It doesn't have to be that much, right? So being accountable is difficult. And at the same time, it's uncomfortable, right? Because made from, in order for us to make the changes that we know we need to make, we want to make, it's, it's a challenge and it's, but it's necessary for us to hit our goals. And accountability is not a course. You know, so many people, when they come to coaching, they think it's a course. Of course, I'm, as a coach, I'm going to teach you things. But a lot of the things I teach you is based on information I take extract from you. So if you come in and you're doing fabulous, you might not have the same lessons as someone who is struggling, right? You know, someone who's like, girl, I can't find my butt with both hands. We're going to have very different conversations. We're going to really be focusing on getting clear and focusing on connecting to your goals versus someone who's like, they've been like doing the same thing for umpteen years and they're not getting results. Then we are going to be working on having them have the courage to do something different, courage to, you know, change up their workouts, the courage to add a little bit more food, add some more vegetables, add some more good fats, right? So it, you know, as you come to coaching as a coach, I know I meet you where you're at. And so we're going to, you know, your process looks very different. And so I'm about helping you meet you where you are. So it's about looking at, you know, what are the actions that we can take? What are the habits that we can start to create so that you ultimately have the routines? And those are the things that need to be established to hit your goals. You know, I call it fake girl magic, right? So it's, you know, great habits lead to routines, routines lead to consistency and consistency leads to results. And so that is what I'm holding you accountable to creating habits that lead to the routine. So that when we finally get those habits down, you're like, okay, this is what consistency looks like. And consistency ain't sexy, right? It is not sexy. You know, there's not going to be a ticker tape parade, fireworks, you know, backhand springs. It's not going to be that way. And so I want you to start thinking about it. success is boring. You know, success is boring. Success is waking up every day at the same damn time and, you know, getting in your workout if you work out in the morning or getting your workout after work or it's making the commitments to yourself. That's what success is. That's what consistency is, is making the commitments and honoring your commitments. And so if you're someone who's like, you know what, that's where I struggle. That's the piece. Cause I know everyone listening here knows what to do. I know every one of you listening know what to do. It's just for some reason, like it, that, that, like that next step, you know, like uh, that plugs, just not being plugged into the socket. It's just sitting right here. And all I got to do is plug it right into the wall. So if you're looking for a way to start to stay accountable and you're just looking for a way to just get your toe into the water of coaching, you know, maybe you've never coached before, maybe you've been burnt before by coaching. That's what my 66 day challenge is all about. I call it the stress-free summer. It is starting this week. And if you want in, that's what I'm, that's what I'm teaching you. You meet you at your pace. There are three levels. You decide what level of, of that you're going to be at, and you're going to have tasks based on that level of activity so that every week we check in, I check in with you. You, you fill out a spreadsheet. It's really simple. It's just check marks. Who doesn't like to like check a box off? Like done, done, done. That's what it is. It's really simple, really easy. And it's a way for you to hold yourself accountable 
to someone other than yourself. It's a way for you just to get stuff done. And if you're like, yeah, I want to get stuff done. You want to give it a shot. It's 66 days. We can do anything for 66 days. And my goal is after 66 days, it becomes the foundation of a habit for you, the foundation of a routine for you. So if that sounds of interest for you, do me a favor, the link below, it will take you right there and we can get started immediately. All right, ladies, enjoy the rest of this week. And as always, I thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.